Welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are a greasy bucket about Top Chef from the creators of <laughs> Read It and Weep. Uh, this is episode 11 of season 16. I am Alex in Portland. I am joined uh, by Megan in our apartment. Hello. Hey, and uh, also joining us from Northern California, it's uh, Sarah Classic, Ezra, and a baby who is in a state. <laughs> Hello. She is one by one dropping uh, sushi go cards off the edge of the table. So I'm just kind of wondering what will happen when she runs out of cards. I'm sure something great. <laughs> I'll let yeah, you know. Something super quiet. <laughs> this, is, this is Chekhov's tantrum right here. Also joining us uh, from the East Coast, from the ba- from New York, from Brooklyn, New York, uh, it's Tanya and Chris. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hey, hey. Uh, you can't see it because it's an audio medium, but I've sculpted my facial hair to be exactly like Colonel Sanders. Oh. Yes. Or, or also like uh, Art. Yeah, or Chef Art Smith. Chef Art Smith, who, who looks like the Colonel all the time. That was not a bit for this. It wasn't I even mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's the thing where it's like you have to. It's like you do have to look like the food that you want to cook. Like it's, oh, sort of, it's yeah, like dress, yeah. dress the job you want kind of thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Oh, right. right. Okay. I it's thought you said like, look like the food. So he's going to like make his facial hair into the shape of a chicken. <laughs> yeah, crispy skin. I'll take that also. Yeah. Or alternatively, he's going to cook Art Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, darker. That wasn't the real Art Smith. He just cooked Art Smith. <laughs> I, do, I do hear that a lot. Yeah, shave for the food you want. Not, mm. <laughs> Not the food you have. Uh, so we are talking about uh, Top Chef Kentucky, as I mentioned, season 16, episode 11. And it is time for two things that we've assumed were coming at some point, KFC and a blind taste test. So yeah. for the quick fire today, we finally get the return of the blind taste test challenge. This time, done a little differently, where it's exclusively of dried spices that might be useful in a fried chicken mix. Of course, That's you right. know kfc famous for having 11 herbs and spices secret herbs and secret herbs and spices that scientists have determined are msg and pepper um according to a study from the 80s the uh they insist there's 11 but scientists think it's just msg um we have we've we've done this list before right yeah i I was gonna say didn't we do the didn't we guess the 11 herbs and spices a couple seasons ago yeah yeah regular chili powder sage basil marjoram uh, pepper. If anyone tells me like what actually marjoram tastes like, like I'll give you a dollar because I don't. Well, really wow. <laughs> have we got a surprise oh, for boy. you? We're gonna get flooded with marjoram descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's not what I was gonna say. But yes, I want that. Please, I would love. Get, tell me the tasting notes of marjoram, please. And actually, tell me more specifically what's bad about something when you're missing marjoram? Like, when he's like, oh, man, you know what this needs? Marjoram. I, oh, that is such a great question. Oh, man, I'm sure Jim Smith could uh, give us a lot of help here. We should, it's, it's, I know. it's like the KFC. friend at a party. It doesn't become fried chicken unless you add marjoram. It only That's has right. 10 secret herbs and spices. I just feel sorely lacking. This is like a Popeye's. <laughs> this is like, this is like in vowels when it's like, and sometimes why? And sometimes marjoram. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'd like to buy a marjoram, please. Go out on a limb and like say you guys would be KFC. better at identifying marjoram marjoram blindfolded than you think if i only really? say it's dried marjoram yeah, yeah. i'll i'll yeah uh, for <laughs> dry time for reasons dry time <laughs> dry time yeah so the this time the blind taste test so it's all dried uh dried herbs uh in um, and spices in spices is there what's the difference oh an herb is like uh, a leaf a spice is like a seed anything else okay could cool. be a powdered root yeah, uh, yeah yes. or, or bark in the case mm-hmm. of cinnamon Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, great. So uh, uh, it's a blind taste test of dried herbs and spices, which is guaranteed to blow out your tongue right before you have to cook. It was a uh, gnarly on Oof. the palates. And uh, this time, so you're blindfolded. Um, you did not have uh, ear protection, which is common in these. They usually put on big earmuffs um, and then so that they could talk about what was happening. But this one, you could you could listen to the spices. And you didn't find out if you were right or wrong till later. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And also, you only had three minutes to do as many as you could out of thirty. Um, so I which, think you should have just like mixed it all into a bucket and done one, and then named all the spices you can, and then whatever you got right, you get to keep. I, I mean, it actually doesn't in the sound... bucket or <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. The use of the bucket does make it grosser for sure. <laughs> I think they've done stuff like that where they taste a thing and you have to identify the spices in it. Hmm. Or um, oh, maybe that's that's a, that's a Hell's Kitchen challenge where like how many ingredients can you name out of this sauce? 
And they have Eight. to, yeah. And Eight. then they let's go, Alex. You and me right now. <laughs> All right. It helps that the sauce exists. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, good point, Tanya. Here's the thing, Alex. This is point. sauce month still, right? It is. This what is Velute month. Uh, in in the Falcon household. Happy Velute right. month. Butter. Yep. Uh, flour. Salt. Probably not. Uh, chicken stock. What? Oh. Well, stock kind of has. Yeah, salt. the stock Velvet. is so salty that you'd yeah. end there. Alex. Velvet or roulette? <laughs> I'm glad that you know that it means velvety. That's that's good. Um, uh, that, French month is going well for you. I did not know, but now I know. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vel- Velvet is just uh, uh, bechamel, but with um, stock instead of cream. Okay. And uh, so it's just a ruined cream. Anyway, uh, back to the blind taste test. So Sarah uh, knocks it out of the park with 12. Yeah. She's real good. And Kelsey, a uh, close second with 11, and then everybody else gets six or seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a three-way tie for last at six, which is still pretty good, although mm-hmm. if Eddie thinks everything is dried time, you know. I, I think that was Adrian who thought everything oh, that was, was dried time. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Um, I just love... Uh, I, li- I mean, I like that guessing because you're like, eventually you'll probably be right. If you have three minutes, maybe just lick everything and call it dry time. Get your <laughs> maybe one Maybe that's correct. the only one she wanted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exactly. I would, also, I would really try to get salt. I know yeah. not everybody did. <laughs> one but, person uh, didn't get salt. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, that was well, uh, Justin. Justin. He, he Justin. said garlic salt, which is, I mean, it, yeah. And he was just saying that. Yeah. What? You should, you should get half, should of, get half of it. Just, yeah. yeah. Should, they should take the salt out of the garlic salt and give it to him. Well, the tough thing was that, you know, they were tasting so many things that yeah. then, uh, and they were doing it so quickly that their palates were kind of getting mixed up with what they tasted For, before. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and you would think on a challenge like this, you know, like people, crucially, like one person doesn't have salt or, you know, people misidentified spices that are usually pretty integral to fried chicken, but... The problem with this quick fire was not the spicing and the flavoring. It was the cookery. Yeah, it's true. Every, the, all the issues were with the cooking the birds. Um, yep. Speaking of yeah. birds, sounds. There was one of those birds. Beep, beep. Um, yeah, well, and, and in fact, uh, was it Justin who didn't have salt and he made a, he did a soy thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it turns out salt can come from other spots. Yeah. Actually, oh, I would have loved if he had gone and gotten a uh, uh, bullion really sweaty. Or, yeah, bullion cube. Oh, or, or really sweaty, but good, good guess as well as. Um, yeah, so you're right. That's exactly right, Chris. So everybody did all this fun taste testing. It didn't actually matter because no one was, Padma was never like, what I love is the extra seven spices. Yeah. It was just but cooking. Most spices did win. Oh, oh is that true? true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. But also maybe most experienced fried chicken or yeah person who had best fried chicken last week also uh art was most excited about her uh, blackberry and corn thing yeah Mm -hmm. um which does sound good i know i feel like and maybe it's been this season there have been a couple of other salads where blackberries were added that it just seems like a really nice like I don't know. It's a nice moment. I'm excited to just be adding blackberries to salads for oh, for sure reasons these days. Yeah, blackberries and salad are so good. So good, and uh, they're like especially with that corn salad was just a very nice balance of sweet and tart, which is what mm-hmm. blackberry is so good at. Um, best berry, blackberry. I mean, I no, put it. That's per- tough because you got that's strawberries, me. you got raspberries. There's raspberries. so many berries in the mix. Really, yeah. you take raspberries over blackberries. Okay, the best blackberry ever versus the best raspberry ever. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, I'd say blackberry in that case. Yeah, I think I would, I would agree. It's just it's just harder to harder to get those and perfect. And what does what does best mean? It's not as versatile, you know. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. I think the issue is that like. I think the hit rate on really excellent raspberries is higher than oh, really yeah, excellent yeah, blackberries. Yeah, exactly. So average yeah. raspberry over average blackberry. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or I median think black, I think raspberry. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're yeah. more likely to get some zingy raspberries in an average handful than you are in an average totally handful Totally agree. I, uh, it's tricky. I mean, blackberries, especially because we're in the Pacific Northwest, they're just, they just grow everywhere. So you can just eat blackberries sometimes. Just like when you're on a yeah. hike near the ocean, there's just blackberries everywhere. Or I, uh, I do it one of my runs uh, during the summer. I like about halfway through the run, I go over this bridge and it's covered in blackberry bushes. So during the summer, I get to stop eating blackberries and it's really fun. And that you makes me yeah, I get to carbo load. I get to have a tummy ache <laughs> the way home, but it's really fun. 
Um, yeah. So uh, I want to. So I, so yeah. Uh, where are we? So uh, Justin is on the bottom uh, for overcooking. Kelsey for undercooking, and then only serving the part that was good, which turned out to be a whisper of chicken. That was the best description of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Just the the faintest whisper. It was sad because I feel like she probably would have. Hers was probably amazing if they had gotten more of it. Yeah, it it seemed like she got good crunch on it. But the problem with the quick fire is there's just not time to like finesse the the fryer. So either you got your oil too hot or you got it not hot enough. And like what's what's going to cook through? Yeah, Eric had his it was the oil was too hot and he over fried it. Um. Yeah, it's, or that was Justin. Or that was Justin, Justin overfried. Er, well, Eric over, yeah. also overfried, but in a different way. But yeah, yeah the, I, the the hot fryer was an issue because like I'm not sure if they set it at 400 or if they showed up because I assume with a quick fire they preheat the fryer for you. I don't know because it would be. take so long to get that whole to have a that takes a hours. Vat of oil get hot enough? Yeah, yeah. to yeah. get a vat yeah. of oil to 350. So they must have done it. So why they like it was like a trap? Yeah. Yeah, because um, not everyone used the fryer. No, who was it? Eddie who did the pan fried? Yeah. The more mm-hmm. homestyle yeah. one? I like that. And he said his was really moist and flavorful, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, no immunity on the table today, but Sarah wins $5,000 for cooking chicken, which seems like a pretty good day. She is back in the good spirits. She's also been forgiven by Adrian, or she forgave thanks Adrian. To the good folks at KFC. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, KFC, uh, who got, I don't know if they got the best product placement. Um, they were like doing a little cut of chefs saying nice things about it, and one of the chefs said, there's a KFC near my apartment, and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I did like their um, their display with all yes. of their like heritage buckets heritage yes. and like all the different kernels over the years. I sort heritage of enjoyed that. Yeah, the throwback like the KFC yearbook yeah. <laughs> yeah. comes to visit the Top Chef set. Yeah. Is it also, Justin? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Okay. I was going to say, wasn't there like a, a throwback photo of Sarah holding yeah. some yes. buckets at home? Yeah. Yes. Oh, totally. There was that. Yes, there was a, it was like a that montage. Humorous photo of her like taking a KFC bucket out of the oven and then telling her dog not to s- tell the secret. It was great. Oh, right. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Heritage buckets and <laughs> in the KFC yearbook. Um, real quick, uh, before we move on to the uh, elimination challenge, though, I want to tell you a quick story about Megan and I's tasting notes. So Tasting Notes is our uh, new segment where we talk about things that we've actually eaten IRL. And uh, Megan and I, last night at like 10 o'clock, after we'd watched the show, staged our own blind spices taste test. What? We did the challenge. And so I can guarantee you, you're better at marjoram than you think. Because we both got marjoram correct, which I was shocked by, considering I have no idea what it tastes like. Because it didn't taste like anything that you knew. Yeah, that's what I I was like. This is kind of like, you know, oregano, but it's a little different. Consistency (laughs) of oregano, but it doesn't taste like anything important. Marjoram. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's a good process of elimination for sure. It was how many? So how many spices did you taste? How many did you get correct? So we did. We we took ice cube trays because we didn't have a million tiny ramekins, and so we did. Uh, we each tasted a dozen spices, and there's obviously an advantage that we have over the chefs in that we know the pantry, and we. So like, I just set up twelve of whatever I wanted to do for Megan, and then she set up twelve for me, so we didn't see each other's. But there was some overlap, and we had like both looked in the spice store recently. Um, and yeah. my my main takeaway is that uh, boy, it is hard on the mouth. The dried spices they uh, yeah they blow out your palate. Mm-hmm. Um, was yeah. it easier or harder than you expected, Megan? Um, I think because of the advantages we had, it was easier. I uh, I don't think I, it wasn't a good um, you know predictor of how we might do in a top chef situation yeah no kidding but uh, and there were a couple that i missed that were like embarrassing where like so I, I got garlic powder wrong but i was like i definitely think this smells like pizza but i could not think of a thing that would make pizza smell uh and i was very upset uh i got so i got uh six you got set I think I got six you out got of twelve. Six. Yeah, you got six. And Megan got eight out of twelve. Megan was wow. way better at it than me. All right, me. Megan. She crushed it, and I was like, because I was like, we were not telling each other as we the person would guess whether they're right or wrong, and so I was like, in my head, I was like, God damn it, I'm not even going to be close to this because just nailed it, just like one after another. She was very, very good. It was, it was uh, hard on my competitiveness. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and she got half credit. Actually, she really got eight and a half because um, uh, I put a little Hidden Valley Ranch in there. Whoa. And uh, Very she, top chef of you. Yes. Very last chance kitchen of you. We had to. And she guessed garlic powder, which is like 90% of Hidden Valley Ranch. So <laughs> solid. And she didn't know we were doing uh, combo powders. So yeah. yeah, no, that's that's dirty pool. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, but it was wow, it was sponsored, so I had to. Yeah, um, it was super fun, you guys. I would I would totally recommend this. It was a really interesting shot, and I've always wanted when we watch the show to do a blind taste of just stuff in our kitchen. And this one was so much easier to focus on because it was just the one drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else was? Oh, uh, and also probably skip uh, chipotle powder because that really does ruin the next two things you taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of have to stack it so that like the worst, most crazy things are at the end. Yeah. yeah. So we, you're not just like recovering from yeah. something for like three spices later. We also didn't do the three minute timer because we did. We took a yogurt break after the spicy one. Yeah, smart, um, smart. Oh, also the best discovery was that it turns out cream of tartar is delicious. Yeah, we didn't know oh. what it was. I mean, it was just in the drawer. We don't know how it got It's there. been in our drawer for 12 we years. We needed it for some dessert recipe. Yeah, we yeah. needed it for a snickerdoodle yeah. at some point or something. But yeah. it tastes like pixie sticks. It does. It's so what? Good. It's what? so don't delicious. Don't tell me that. It, I know. It's <laughs> like Guys, a... I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go for a quick unspecified break. Tanya, also, side note, let's buy more cream of tartar. We're suddenly out. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's it's totally delicious, and uh, uh, I did not want to know what it tasted like. And so when she or what it's used for, we looked this up later. But Megan tasted it was like this is delicious, and then just kept tasting it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fun surprise. Mm-hmm. Your spice drawer contains hidden multitude secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, super fun. So I recommend you guys try. It. We'll put some photos of this up on the gram and Facebook and such oh if you want to see our little. Uh, uh, ice cube trays full of spices. It's very picturesque. Okay, now on to the elimination challenge. Um, fresh off their uh, fried chicken uh, celebrity encounter with Oprah's favorite person, Art Smith, um, Chef Art Smith. They uh, head to Mohammed Ali's uh, museum, the, yeah, the center of Ali. Yeah. yeah, one of one of their favorite sons, Muhammad Ali, is from there. And so they all have to cook dishes based on his uh, six most famous fights, which we get pictures of and descriptions of. And at no point do we ever see any boxing on this episode. Uh, well, people like do a little faux jab at the camera. Here yes, right. Besides yeah. the chefs jabbing the camera, no actual boxing. How um, do you know that's not what actual boxing is? Because I have faux jabs at a camera. Because I've yeah. seen it. Are you sure? Well, I've seen I've seen Rocky. Okay. Which is probably a lot of jabs at a camera now that you yeah, mentioned right? it. So there you go. Um, are, are any of you guys fans of boxing? Nope. No. Uh, Sarah's dad is. Oh, interesting. And welcome him now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. All right. Larry, well, that. Um, <laughs> Get oh, out here, you old scamp. Man, <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. Uh, so the guest judge is Layla Ali, who I know I've seen from reality TV and I could not place. Oh, really? And it's yeah. from she's from America. She was on American Gladiators. Yeah. I remember during the writer's strike in 2008, everyone, entire audience, we all remember how we watched a lot of American Gladiators that summer. I it feel like a beautiful summer. It was she such a fun summer. Yeah. I'll never forget. Oh, man. We loved that show. Mm-hmm. I loved it so hard. Uh, have you? Did you guys try to watch The Rock's Titan Games, his new uh, no. fake version? No, but we, we have been watching a lot of American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah Ninja Warrior not, is solid. We're not ashamed. No, no. It's I, pretty solid. I, I, mean, I don't know there's, what there, there's too much there to even get into, but it's. Good. I don't, yeah, I don't know what war those uh, rock climbing dentists are preparing for, but they are impressive warriors. <laughs> uh, yes, I love that show. Uh, but we, I tried to watch the Titan Games because it looks like American Gladiators, but it is way worse. Uh, did not, Ooh. and I love well, the, the Rock, pro- so but it's no, it didn't work. The problem is that you only like two people compete against each other, and then one of them is just eliminated from the whole forever. Yeah thing and so you just like you hear everyone's backstory and you 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 know you get so excited about them but then one of them just leaves yeah yeah it's like it's like six minutes of backstory 15 seconds of pulling a log and then one of them is gone and then there's another six minutes of backstory to meet two new people it's not great Mm. um Mm. yeah but i knew i liked her and it's not from boxing because i have not ever watched her box and it's from american gladiators oh that's so cool um 
like up there probably that like number two reality show that we've all watched together is is american gladiators oh man yeah turns out great the key was being fast all along it wasn't about being strong the fast is the one people who won that show true story that's um, why all the winners are little tiny people yeah they're little tiny people yeah remember the first season you won you got to go back on the show and then they had just two tiny people as the new gladiators <sighs> yeah because ultimately you know it comes down to an obstacle course at the end yeah oh so. man uh have you ever uh, never okay we'll move on but anyway also yes. you guys feel free to add <laughs> know, me you're about, too excited about back, back American Gladiators classic or or new anyway so uh you know cooking from inspiration from these fights um actually here's my main question for everybody when people talked about how much they respected Muhammad Ali do you think from her face did, was Layla saying with her face thank you so much this is uh so respectful and wonderful or you knew nothing of my father so her words said the first one, but her face <laughs> returned no. Yeah, I felt like I feel like she has like figured out how to live in like some sort of walled garden with regard to hearing about her dad. Yeah. Like, Everyone wants to tell her about her dad. Yes, she is the tenth of eleven children, but she knew who her dad was. Wait, tenth you know? of eleven? Yeah. I didn't realize he had eleven kids. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's just all these people want to go up to you and tell you how much they like your dad. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. There was, she did say that one thing about living in his shadow that I thought was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially, you know, as she's a, you know, a pretty well-renowned boxer. Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. How yeah. can you not have that lineage uh, thrust upon you constantly? Uh, a better cook, though, it seems like. She has a cookbook that she shared with everybody. Yeah. She was on Chopped All-Stars for a couple episodes, I think. Oh, and- Nice. Yeah, she was fun. She I dabbles. I just, I just thought her face was like there was just like occasionally when people were describing him, it seemed like maybe not the most excited to hear about his face. I'm glad I'm not the only sure. one who thought that. Sure. Yeah, she was more there to present her book. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you? So yeah. So everyone's cooking a progressive six course meal. I, one bit of drama was that everyone picked a course, which left Sarah with Kentucky food as the first course. And she did not want it, so they drew straws, and she drew first course Kentucky food. Yep, yep. and like <laughs> every, literally everybody else was happy with their thing. Yeah, and she she didn't want to be pigeonholed, and I get that. But at the same time, this may not be the time not to pigeonhole yourself. Yeah. Also, you're this well, late. I mean, I go ahead, Tanya. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like she did a good job of taking it and turning it like after yes. her like moment of feistiness. Yes. But I also feel like Sarah in the last couple of episodes has been racking up a lot of moments of sort of unfortunate feistiness. Yeah. And I don't know that it means anything. I just feel like she keeps on popping up on my radar as like being a little bit tricky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we weren't on last week, but I mean, I yeah. have every sympathy for her with regards to the Kentucky thing. Um, it turns out she's. This is her hometown college basketball team that she loves. She has a lot of emotion about going to these games with her dad. She's there. It's a special moment for her. And then she's getting called out publicly by a crowd for this thing. Like, yeah, totally. Know, it would make you grumpy and spiky. Yeah, for think. sure, for sure. Um, I also assume she's tired. I mean, this is a long yeah, slog at tired. this point, and I feel like anytime somebody's like, especially that group conversation where you're not getting picked uh, or respected, if I'm tired, that sounds so difficult. Yeah, um, and I don't know. If, I don't know if there's a better option. I like that she stood up for herself and was like, "No, you can't just all pick courses and not let me be part of the conversation and decide what I'm going to do. We are going to do something else." And then. I also think it's hilarious that the fate decided exactly the three in order that had already been selected. It did. Yeah. She also had that same uh, sort of attitude towards group decisions like way earlier because she was team captain of like an episode two or three. And she did not handle herself in what I would call like a a good leadership way. No. But But she knocked it out of the park and then a judge's table made it seem like she really wanted to do that. Yeah. Oh, man. Her dish was so cool, too. It was the one where it was like, um, it was lightning and thunder. And it's a classic mm-hmm. Kentucky dish of uh, pickled uh, tomatoes and cucumbers and other things that could get knocked off vines during a storm. So when a yes. storm is rolling in, you pull off your all your dangly vegetables or fruits and put them in into a quick pickle. And I think that's such a cool traditional dish. 
I love I the idea of kids. Storms are coming. Thunder and lightning. Round and up the just, bruisables. All the kids yeah. just go out and grab everything. <laughs> Round up the bruisables. All right. That's your second show title of the day, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Um, uh, Bay Area, how did you feel about the, uh, the boxing challenge and about Sarah's uh, setup in particular? If you guys are here. Uh, let me think on this. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> some, some uh, baby and also technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would Silicon say, and meat uh, were both being troublesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I do like. Ooh, if if there could be like a, a cyborg mal- malfunction, we could have like the all-in-one. You know, <laughs> if there's sort of like a. I'm so sorry like to have a, derailed a you. Rampage. Like a minute later into another thought. <laughs> well. You don't get a lot of You've sleep, met and Ezra, you're pretty. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. I said I'm sorry. That's why I, I, should, I shouldn't have done that. I knew it was going to derail you later. Well, that's on you. Yeah, um, it was. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, it always makes me feel a little awkward anytime someone like you know, is like outwardly, I guess, uh, stands up for themselves uh, on reality TV because yeah. it's always to get like a a, a, a slight uh, villain edit, and I just want people to all be liked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I it is fair. It's like, it's it is it is fair, and people usually do get you know screwed over when they don't. Um, yeah, you're in you're in a definite you're like a rock and a hard place that way because you do get treated really badly if you stick up for yourself, and if you don't, the judges are gonna be like, "Why didn't you say you didn't want to cook a food you'd never heard of?" Yeah, sea cucumber. Yeah, why why didn't you say you don't know how to cook sea cucumber? Like, well, I did, but no one listened, and then Tom's like, "You got to be more assertive. Get out of here." Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a tough yeah, it's setup. Like, get out of here. I know, the way that all of Tom's advice ends. Get out of here. <laughs> Pack your knives and go to hell. Uh, so See you in Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah. Oh, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I guess this elimination is so interesting that I want to re- get to it real quick. So um, first, the top, actually. So Eric cooked uh, fufu, which is a dumpling of uh, plantain cassava flour, um, and it's a, okay. What? Yeah, I don't know. Everybody texturally, people said it was interesting, but oh, I loved know, it. I that looked yeah. so good when they were grabbing it by the handful and then plopping it on a plate. I was like, oh, I, it looked like it looked like a uh, yellow gack. Yes, and I was so up for trying to eat it because gack is a forbidden dumpling. <laughs> gack is a forbidden. <laughs> Like you want to eat it, the yeah, forbidden but you should. Like. <laughs> uh, oh man! Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. So, uh, I mean, every I, I feel like everybody had to have loved this though, because uh, Tom had never heard of it, and he really loved it. The texture was interesting, but it was delicious, and it's this classic Congolese recipe. And he was. Uh, crying talking about it it was just so beautiful and i was so happy yeah. to see him win for it no and it, i'm sure it was awesome it was I, just something yeah. that on tv just like yeah it looked more like gack eric's journey this week uh for edit reasons was really stressful for yes. me <laughs> because it was hard to tell and tw- until toward the end like which like edit we were getting yeah mm-hmm. you know anytime you open on somebody calling home there's this like a decent chance that they're going to be going home soon <laughs> yep and so like or they're gonna like, win yep. so, yeah yeah <laughs> and then or like when the challenge is like very like has a lot of emotional import for them that's also a flag and then on yeah. top of that when it's like oh i'm gonna make this thing that like i'm really familiar with but is also kind of a like risk and like has to have a very particular execution and texture also yeah. a huge issue mm-hmm. so like you know there's like alternate universe where this is like th- the bye-bye eric show yeah and, uh, i'm so happy that that's not wife. yeah exactly i was so happy that that's not what happened but then yeah. of course you have the like undetected cancer that is like bye-bye eddie which was very upsetting <laughs> <laughs> well and he and eddie even mentioned in last chance kitchen that he had done badly on the dish where it was like cook from an emotional place about your wife uh and so that's the, with Eric too. It's like when you up those emotional stakes, you just you're just doubling down on how you're going to feel, whether it's good or bad. And then mm-hmm. you add in a phone call home, which means either win or lose. And mm-hmm. so yeah, just the stakes were so high for Eric all day. Yeah, yeah, it really distracted me from from Eddie's like you know puffed rice finale. 
I <laughs> I I really uh was expecting Eric to win the whole time. I guess I was not as stressed out because I just uh I don't know, I just felt like this season uh has been building a little bit to this this moment for Eric. I feel like they've edited Whoa. the other episodes to get to this point. Hmm. Also there was well there was so that I mentioned this to you Megan and I, last week I talked a little bit on the show the the uh, interview that Tom did on Hugh Atchison's podcast which he recorded before the season aired and Tom like didn't give any specifics, but he did say he loved the season and there was one person who cooked a kind of food that I had no experience with and I loved it especially. Like there was like a little Eric oh, hint. A little nod. Yeah. That I uh I think I like Tom was clearly excited about getting to learn about Congolese food. So um Got yeah. you. Got you. Also, I don't know, this dumpling sounds so good to me. Uh I'm just so excited. I love just a big dough ball. Uh sounds awesome. Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, I bet there's some fufu in an African place near you. Yeah, there probably is. There must be. I, yeah, I'm guessing around us. Yeah. The hunt for fufu is on. Perhaps it'll be a future tasting notes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, there is some. <laughs> I must find fufu discussion boards on on uh, Yelp. So I will look into it. Um. Oh, there's a there's a cooking class here where they'll teach you how to make fufu. All right, so more more research later and a possible future tasting notes. Um, and then, but then a very interesting elimination. Eddie goes home for making a perfect delicious dish with no soul. I like that. That's where we are in the season, though. Yes. Like we're we're yeah. down to the nitpicking. Like I I'm so much happier with that than like everybody did it wrong. Why are we here? Like I love this kind of. Uh, uh, judges table so much more I love it too do you find do you think that it's harder to be eliminated when you know you did something wrong versus when you know you did everything right and they just don't like your soul I think (laughs) (laughs) yeah when it's really just about you as a person Um, there is that because we've had other chefs get eliminated for just like yeah your food is technically great but like eh. but who are you Yeah. yeah Yeah, Yeah. I guess I think it's always better to go out feeling like you cooked really well. Mm -hmm. Like it's better to go out on something that was strong as opposed to go out for like putting, you know, too much gelatin in something to like fix a stupid problem that you had. But (laughs) not that being said, anyone's done that. (laughs) No one's done that. That was just straight off the top of my dome. Uh, (laughs) But I do think that it is tough when you keep being told to like cook like who you are and like you're not able to conjure and, that and you're an emotionally mm-hmm. repressed white guy from philadelphia right yeah. right when you have a perma frown <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly you're supposed to have feelings and you're like wait he I has just, so I'm many feelings good chicken though. what are you talking no, about he does have feelings he, he just, just has like anxiety feelings. yes he's like so he's if the you wrong feeling if you could cook an anxious dish he would be all over yes. it yes um actually i feel like the last chance kitchen even made this harder because the way tom summarized his food in last chance kitchen was like it is perfect and beautiful and 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 i gotta go with my gut the other person <laughs> like yeah yeah that was also really brutal yeah he's just like it was like oh you dug deep and like went to a really painful place and then my reaction was ah other <laughs> yeah. one yeah but but it's good it's just boring um but I love. I did like his takeaway that was like, "I've never worked for myself. I think that's what I have to do now." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think that's cool. Yeah, that is how yeah. you find yourself is when you're cooking your yeah, own things. He's, he's kind of getting the personal transformation in retrospect of the season. Yeah, but Last Chance Kitchen throughout. can offer that. You know, yeah. I feel like we've we've seen that before with people where like, "Wow, Last Chance Kitchen really taught me a lot." Yeah. You know? And I feel like he's gonna he's gonna get a lot out of the uh, the future out of having done this show for sure. Yeah. Um, if this episode had a theme, it's one in doubt, win with a really great dumpling. <laughs> yeah, pro dump. This whole season has been pretty pro dumpling. Which been- is great. I'm pro dumpling. Yeah, me too. I I'll, I'd it, eat it, gack. I think <laughs> people would be hard pressed to find people who are anti dumpling. Yeah, I would true. hope. I mean, yeah. what kind of Every Me, every culture that? and every cuisine has a dumpling, right? Yeah. 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 Um so uh Eddie goes home for his just perfect chicken. I guess the other thing is that he, he did want to do duck. So I guess he did his, the thing the best he could, but he didn't cook the dish he had planned. So um I guess even then the judges were like, "Yeah, it doesn't seem very personal yeah, or yeah. telling the story. It doesn't seem to like It doesn't connect. The duck wouldn't have yeah. made a connect necessarily. 
Um, well, so uh, I do you want to do? Do you guys mind if we do a quick? Uh, we'll do. Uh, I guess I should just decide and not ask you. Um, because this <laughs> yeah, be it'd be weird, weird if I said you know what? Yeah, I don't like that idea. No, let's do let's do uh, last chance kitchen before mailbag. Um, just because sure. we're kind of transitioning into it already, and I think it was a really interesting last chance kitchen. So uh, so Eddie is eliminated. He goes to last chance kitchen where he's showing off, uh, showing down in the finale of last chance kitchen against Michelle, uh, yeah. who has won once, and their uh, day is uh, five minutes to plan, forty five minutes to cook. A they dish get five based- minutes to plan. That's how big a deal this is. Yeah. Last Chance Kitchen never gives you planning time. I mean, I assume if they give you 50 minutes, you would just plan for five of those. So it yeah, is interesting okay. that it's like five minutes where you have to plan. Eddie, think. Yeah. <laughs> think about your feelings, Eddie. <laughs> well, and the challenge was to cook against about some time you were like knocked down and had to get up. And yet Tom seemed kind of surprised that both of them picked sad things. Well, <laughs> like if there was another theme to this episode, it, at least the theme of Last Chance Kitchen was men unable to process feelings. Uh, there's because there's that uh, discussion with Eddie and Tom where Tom is like, oh, your dad. Oh, mom or your mom, your mom. Oh, well, OK. And then they both walk away and don't talk about it. And then the broracle on the side is like, I don't think I could cook with emotion. It was just a weird uh day for people processing things oh and i think ultimately we find out like you know tom had a similar experience with losing his father when he was you know in his 20s and so i think part of it was surprised that eddie went somewhere like so painful but also like that it was so knew exactly what he was talking about because he had been through something quite similar well absolutely it felt to me like tom just didn't want to push on that too much because clearly it was a lot to process and he didn't want to like you know give michelle a win by making eddie crumple into a ball true mm-hmm. right true. right like by like questioning eddie during prep <laughs> and being like no tell me more how how did you feel when when did the tears begin like yeah <laughs> like at a certain point you just want to like back away and like let him focus on like chopping etc yeah. <laughs> but it, it was interesting i was telling tiny this while we watched it when when uh brandon was like oh i don't think i could cook with emotion either nini who's sitting in front of him turns and looks incredulous she looks disgusted she's like what you know like obviously for her cooking is very emotional and i think it's just it's very interesting that you can approach this like from a technical side or an emotional side and you can get to a high level absolutely i love the banter about like oh is that because you're a psychopath yeah 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 (laughs) he's like what i mean brian brian and brandon are brian's so great kind of broke the tension yes it definitely did yeah that was a really yeah that was a good way to break the tension i did i did just feel like a tiny bit of surprise from tom that i thought maybe when they were planning this that maybe the pa should have been like okay tom you're gonna go out there and both of them are gonna tell you the saddest thing that's ever happened to them because that's the challenge. So maybe be yes. ready to be like sensitive about that. Sure. Uh, just a little warning might have been nice. Uh, but they both I have, cook- a, I have a question yeah, about the, about Eddie's dish on that. Did anyone understand or this might be controversial, I don't know. Did anyone understand or believe his connection of his mom's death to the food? Because that is a I was harsh. having Right? I know. I, I don't mean it that way. I just mean, I mean, he said, this is something I would have made for my mom, which is definitely beautiful. I don't know why. It, it, I just felt his, like. His theme was like, she didn't really like fish. And so he would have like, yeah. or she only liked a little bit of fish. And it would have been, he would have loved to have shown his, used his skill to show her this world of seafood that he loves. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's my generous I guess reading I was of it. Looking, Not exactly what he said. I, I might have. Yeah, that is. And that's good. You should be generous. I think I'm being too critical. But I, I was hoping for like, this is her favorite or I don't know. And yeah. I just was like, oh, like she she wouldn't like this or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a brief moment of like, are you mansplaining fish to your dead mom? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Yeah. <laughs> That, that is also not Eddie, the most like, generous reading, but oh boy, right. uh, no, it's not generous at all. And I don't, I don't want that to be like my final take on the <laughs> thing. But like, I yeah, it did, it did cross my mind. I don't want Sarah no, I feel to like, you. feel alone I, in this you. assessment. Thank you. Yeah, no, I had that moment too, and I've just, I'm just bearing all here to see if if I was the only one. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate but, you but all all, digging that deep emotional place to criticize yeah, a man. And I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was really brave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. I, I podcast with emotion, so I can understand why you would do that. Um, 
no, I think I think that's a totally fair point. I just I like fresh off crying about Eric's win, and then I'm like hearing Eddie and Tom talk about their how they never got to show their parents that they became great, and I was just oh, just a blubbering little baby. Oh, it was so sad. Hmm. Even now. All right. All right. And Michelle. Well, and then Michelle did better. So like. yeah, Michelle was like, yeah, I felt like I was kind of getting frustrated with being a chef. And then Magnus Nilsson came by and gave a talk. And Drifted by on his cloud. Yeah. With his, <laughs> with his flowing hair. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and she, she made something technically really like, so have you guys like seen like a chef's table with Magnus Nilsson or do you know anything about no. it? He's a Swedish chef who has a, uh, a restaurant basically in the middle of nowhere. And he's a creative. Oh, genius, we did see that. The one where you have like, to like go across the lake on a boat uh, on your own power, yeah. and then he cooks you a a, a thing on a rock. Pretty much. Yeah, we did and see it's that like one. One it of the crazy best restaurants in the world. Type yeah. Of thing. But like all of his stuff is incredibly technically demanding and exacting because he's usually working with ingredients that like you know otherwise it's just moss. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. So she makes That's a, a good name for a restaurant. And even for somebody like Michelle, who's very like you know, very on top of it. She's like, yeah, this is very easy to screw up because if you do just anything wrong, the consistency is horrible. Yeah. And, you know, even Tom said like, hey, you kept that at room temperature and I typically wouldn't have, but it, and it worked and you, kept, you did it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, she just, she just, just nailed it. And, and there was that moment with, for Tom deciding between like technically perfect and beautiful and clean or this incredibly technically demanding, but just it's it just kind of coalesced. It had a more a slightly homier feel, and that's why when they were both so good, he had to go with his gut, and it was something that felt a little bit more human uh, yeah. than the clean, perfect plate. And uh, despite what Eddie did with that cauliflower uh, at relish that just seemed awesome. Yeah, cauliflower and macadamia nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, but but let's get. Glad to, you like that. Let's get to the end, right? The best part of the Last Chance Kitchen finale is we saw it. They just told us the answer. <laughs> yeah, I was so ready for them to cut it off, so and then suddenly they I were know. like, "No, no, no, we're going all the way." Oh, I, I wasn't could not have been happier about that. And I, I think at it, all. it's not like I'm not going to watch the next episode of Top Chef. They never needed the drama. I was yes. going to be there anyway. Just. Yeah. I also thought maybe it was because they're so bad at hiding who it is True. in the preview. Oh, that's that, like I, they finally were like, honestly, we should just we should just tell yeah, them. Ezra and Sarah would have known anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. felt Either bad way. for you guys because you wouldn't you didn't have the pleasure of guessing who it was. Well, I had a theory actually. I did have a moment where I was a little sad. It's true. I was like, oh, really? All right. I did have a theory, which was because they showed in the clip on the preview, they showed somebody walking up, and Kelsey was thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's probably not for Eddie. Ooh. She was just so... No, not that she doesn't... No, they like Eddie. I just have a hard time imagining her being that visibly stoked for Eddie, who just mm. left an hour ago to come right back. I felt like that had to be Michelle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I think they're, yeah, they're, they have some, th- some closer relationships with, yeah. with Michelle. Yeah. That was the only freeze frame I mean, trick that I had, but we just know it's Michelle. Yeah. She did it. Nice yeah. work. I, Stamp money, of approval. Eddie Money gave his extra money away. And oh, oh yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the completion of the Eddie Money plot arc. Like, that's why he didn't get to come back. He's finished his... He, had, he didn't have any unfinished business on the show. Yeah. He, he, he was a villain in episode, like, three, two or three for taking all the extra money. And now he had money to give back to the show. And then he can float off on a cloud of puree. He brought balance to the Whole Foods checkout. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I will so say, beautiful. and I think I just have to get over this, but like Michelle's like affectless way of talking still really like kind of drives oh, me yeah. crazy. Oh. Like I, I, she clearly is an amazing cook and is like incredibly talented, has a fantastic story. But like when she's like, I just feel really passionately about <laughs> this next challenge and I'm really excited yeah, to she doesn't have make my yeah. food this time. I feel really you know angry I, I have a lot of anger to the deal cooking with. that I'm gonna do I, I think she's <laughs> just like I think she's just a little <laughs> like, shy I appreciate that like everybody doesn't talk with like emotion but really <laughs> really <laughs> I I think that is another harsh take uh that's not wrong but uh 
I just think she's she's uh, uh, shy, and so those those side interviews are not her place to flourish. And what I really like, I admire people who because she's shy, and then she has a ton of confidence. And I like that. Yeah, I love that she has so much swagger. Yes. I'm so into that. I just I, like I just can't help but find myself irked from time to time. I just thought I'd put it out there. Yeah. In case any of our listeners also feel that way, you're not alone. Yeah. And we can all try to be Michelle's fan club anyway. I I am I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for Michelle to be back. I think I said this two weeks ago, but I I don't expect her to win as much as I like her because I feel like if she was good, if she won, they would have put her in one of the first seven episodes. <laughs> just the fact well, but this does beg the question like who do we think is gonna win because i was feeling like eddie was you know maybe gonna make it much further interesting i uh yeah i'm open so who do you think now i'm, I'm listening i don't know <laughs> i think eric and michelle are in the top three i they make finales i think that's a great guess i think of my but yeah sorry i'll be last megan what do you think um I definitely think Eric is going to be in the top three. Uh, but honestly, I just, I, I think they're all really strong. So it's really hard to say it's not they're like, so good. Yeah. And I think it seems like people kind of have also the same level of consistency. Like there's mm-hmm. not anyone who's been really inconsistent at, in comparison to others at this point. Yeah. So Yeah. I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. Bay Area, do you guys have any power rankings? I I think the finale is Eric and Kelsey. Those are my Ooh. guesses. I think Eric Kelsey. That's my prediction as well. Hmm. Uh, I think Eric Kelsey and then Justin in third. That's my my guess right Justin? now. Justin. I see. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. I mean, it could at this point, it really could be anybody, and I would be. It really could. I'd be happy. There's like every. I guess at this point, every elimination is going to hurt at the from now on. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, this one hurt. Yeah, this one hurt. It the did. last one hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to. Does just everyone gonna... agree that Adrian is probably not <laughs> running? she's hard to pin down like yeah. i feel like she she her highs are high but then she also has a lot of like relatively consistent lows so it's really like hard to tell yeah i i think she's probably got the highest uh chance of not making it that's a weird way to say that but yeah i think <laughs> I, was, I think she's likely I was to be eliminated about sooner. this yeah i was thinking about this because i agree with you and i was trying to think why i feel that way and i think it's kind of a leftover prejudice from the first several episodes where she really just didn't do anything too special Hmm. so i wonder i wonder if we looked at the past i don't know five episodes alone if she would seem stronger than she feels overall yeah Hmm. yeah that's very possible Tanya, now do you have a prediction with all of us raving in? I'm still so torn. Yeah. I think, you know, I think Eric is only getting stronger. Like he's, yeah. his, you know, his ride to the top is is timing out correctly. Um, but For sure, he is peaking at the right time. Yes, yes, which I think is, is great. Um, and it's hard, like, I mean, like, you know, like I was just saying with Adrian, like, so often what she makes sounds really great to me. And so, like, part of me is like, well, like, maybe she does still have, like, a fight in a fighting chance. Yeah. Um, but I think, and like both Kelsey and Sarah are so strong in so many like specific ways, but I also kind of feel like I keep seeing them make the same kinds of things over and over again. Yeah. Which well, maybe isn't a bad thing, but like it does make Sarah me a little tried suspicious. so hard not to be pigeonholed today. She did. And that's, uh, but that's like kind of her first zag yeah. in a way. Yeah. Like I feel like they're both often like I can, I can do like this amazing fried chicken. I can do these amazing biscuits. I can do, you know, like, I guess I have I have like really particular things that I associate with them, and I would love to see them surprise me more. I am still I'm still stumped, guys. Yeah, it's tricky. It's which is good. It's a this is a good way to be at this point. If it was really clear the top two, those are the boring seasons when it's like oh we just know who the finale is going to be, and then we're just waiting for them to get picked off. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, we have so many. Um, we've been going on for a while. We have so many uh, great letters to get to. So let's jump into. <laughs> It's time for Megan's Mailbag. You can send us mail. Go to mailbag at packyourmics.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Megan, what's in your bag? 
it gets grosser every time i say that i never know how to respond i'm always just like i don't (laughs) i don't know yeah this is one of those classic radio moments where i say something and you roll your eyes and then do the segment professionally (laughs) i have to come up with a plan for next time all right well we'll jump in Uh, uh let's get let's see what's in the greasy mail bucket uh, Jordan writes in, uh, Jordan, uh, uh, mutual acquaintance of the show, Jordan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, formerly of the dark, dark web. Oh yes. He's, he's left the dark web, which is good for him. <laughs> uh, so it's bad stuff's over there. You don't want to be over there. <laughs> I think the last two episodes show the impact of early decisions and coming up with a dish. Uh, Sarah chose premixed waffle ingredients, which doesn't seem like a bad thing, but doesn't show her technical skills in knowing recipes. Uh, in this episode, Eddie had originally a good conception of a dish with duck, but then chose the doomed chicken breast, which had very limited upside. Uh, yeah. So the, the competition is close, and there are a few sh- few chefs left. Making those decisions uh, almost automatically takes them out of the competition for the win and places them in a greater risk of going home. Yeah, early conception being like a, a, high, a much bigger risk at this point because everybody's so good. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting that it reminds me too that we had the uh, um, Adrian had bottled sauce on this episode and they didn't mm-hmm. they were irritated by it but just like with Sarah's premixed waffles it was the thing was so good that they didn't actually they just wanted to scold but then not actually hold it against them yeah well, Jay- and they were also clear that they were looking for like anything they could possibly pick at yeah that mm-hmm. was really the only thing that like changed the flavor a little bit yeah J number one did write in and said, uh, uh, it was, isn't it ironic that Adrian got dinged for using a prepared product bottled hot sauce after last week's kerfuffle. Right. Because it was, uh, her starting the, yeah. Starting the, the ball rolling, being mad about the premixed waffles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Weird choice, Sarah. I thought she was just, yeah. I mean, we don't have to go back to Wafflegate, but I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't ever think anybody was mad about it. I thought she just saw that it happened and commented on it and then it became a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was generally our consensus too. Tom was the maddest about it. He took Adrian's comment and like made it into a sassier thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom really wanted to start some stuff. Um, at Flyaway Run on Twitter writes, I'm so happy for Eric this week. Yeah. I've been rooting for him for a while now and would love to see him win it all. I also love that Tom looked like he was about to cry as well. Yeah. Oh. Danielle writes in, a foo-foo dish really won a challenge on Top Chef. Yeah. I could cry. Danielle's been so excited about Eric yeah. from day yeah. one. Uh, I'm so happy for you. Wow, that's yeah. very cool. I know yeah. I've been beating the Eric drum this all season, but yes. I've literally been watching this show since season one, and I never really got to see food from my culture and my childhood highlighted like this. Oh, that's so cool! That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm very Hooray. happy for all of you. I, and now I'm gonna f- I'm gonna find Fufu. It's gonna happen. I'm super <laughs> curious. Uh, Danielle also says all the KFC talk and promo kind of made me nauseous. I'm sure it's better in the states, particularly in Kentucky, but it's straight ta- trash in Canada. And then she just says, <laughs> Popeyes. KFC <laughs> has a huge foreign presence. Like if you go to oh, yeah. America oh, yeah. or Europe or whatever, like uh, KFC is everywhere. I can't believe it's good. You know, I have a lot of love for KFC because of when Sarah and I were in Malaysia. Um, was it it was there? one of the things, I mean, I, I don't know if it's good, but it was great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Um, so like, I think at one point we were just like, we were really, uh, you know, feeling a lot of culture shock and we were, uh, just wanted to eat things that like could reliably not have bones in it. And it's so, like a, a KFC Zinger Max was like the, <laughs> their branded sandwich, uh, in Malaysia, uh, which is like sort of like a spicy, it had like several X's in the max. Uh, so it was like a, a, a spicy kind of like fried chicken sandwich. And it was just like, just reliable and good. You could bite through the whole thing and you wouldn't hit anything that you weren't supposed to chew. And it was really nice. <laughs> Man, I don't, we've talked about your Malaysia's experiences before and I don't think you've ever mentioned the the scourge of bones while you were there. Bone fatigue. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of bones, man. I don't know. It's weird what gets you down sometimes when you're in a different place. But like, just, I don't really think you realize like how much work is done uh, in, in normal life uh, uh, to make sure that the only things that you eat are the things you're supposed to eat. Um, and she's like, no, man, this is a, like, this is a fish that's like a whole little fish. And yeah. like, you got to do the work on it yourself. Or it's like, um, 
And there's just other little fishes and like other things that wouldn't normally have. I don't know. It, no, that would totally. It's a thing that out. was. Yeah, it sounds exhausting. Yeah, right. It's just it's just, it's more bones, and it was just nice to know to a place where it's like you know what there's no there's no bones in this. Man. You had also K- been Kansas a vegetarian for several years before you went there. Oh, it could have. It, yeah, it's true. It could have. Uh, it could have lowered my bone tolerance. Yeah, exactly. You were just um, out of practice with bones. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, you said. I mean, uh, did you ever go to KFC when you were in Botswana? You said they were everywhere, but did you ever go? Oh yeah, for sure. And was it the yeah. same thing where you just relieved the lack of bones? Um, no, I, I, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked KFC growing up, yeah. uh, so I think it was comforting. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's sort of like Hidden Valley Ranch, which is that like it is a sponsor on the show that definitely people like it, but no, no one thinks of it as actually the best of the thing that it is sure it's no one thinks of this well, it depends really what you def- it depends what you define as the thing that it is sure as the of like yeah. yeah 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 so like it's not like it's not the best chicken that you can eat with your mouth but it might be one of the best fried chicken fast food places oh interesting well like well has anyone been you know, to like, popeyes in the states i never have so i, I can't yeah, say i know i so. haven't either i have had popeyes biscuits okay. but i like i'm not a good vote for any of these chicken-based products i don't know anything um, side thing on biscuits um so uh there was a uh like a someone who sold weed out of uh, a kfc um like relatively nearby uh in my valley um uh and the code word if you want for weed was to ask for extra biscuits um oh that's too close which, to a real item but it like here's the thing like so yeah that is how you know they got caught um <laughs> uh <laughs> Look, well, I mean, yeah, you ordered. can't have the code word be a thing that a kid might order. You idiot. But here's the thing. It went on for a long time, so it makes <laughs> me think that the biscuits aren't so good that you actually would want them. <laughs> Nobody wants an extra biscuit. I think yeah, if, it was, right? if yeah. KFC, the code yeah. word should be animal style or something that's like, <laughs> no one's going to order it there. Or like, oh, what is it like? Um, can I get extra shredded lettuce? Which is both a pot-sounding thing and also a thing no one orders at KFC. That's pretty suspicious. Well, but it it sounds it's like it's food, but it's not something anyone would say on accident. That's your main qualification. Wow, these. Well, look, it's almost I, like I don't these know. criminals are not the brightest people. <laughs> well, good enough to operate, you know, like from a KFC for like several months, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what happened afterwards, so. Uh, yeah, well, um, Megan, mm-hmm. keep us moving. Okay. Uh, Hannah writes, uh, this is only the second time ever, the other was season nine, Texas, that there have been more women than men in the top six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, good point. Good yeah. point. She also writes, my faves are Kelsey and Eric. I would mm-hmm. love to see a Southern chef win after hearing Chef Jim talk about how Southern chefs don't get the respect they re- deserve because they're seen as soulful and not technically skilled. Yeah. Um, I also love Eric. He's doing something so interesting and important by highlighting West African food, uh, which gets so little play in the U.S. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I also like having a, a Southern chef doing well on the Southern state season. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Brian uh, writes, I think maybe you would appreciate this, Alex. Uh, oh, yes. He was really hoping Justin would win because he was already wearing the golden sneakers to match. <laughs> I was really disappointed <laughs> that I did not notice Justin's sneakers in this episode. Yeah, you're going to have to go they back and, great. and look at Yeah, I'm going to go back and grab a, <laughs> a screen grab of that because that uh, that's really fun. Well, do you guys, did you notice, notice what they were, Chris and Tanya? No, I just saw they were gold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like maybe Nike high tops to me, but no. Yeah. So last episode, Alex. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, let's do it. Uh, you you were saying that, um, you know, sure, people in Kentucky like college basketball, but yeah. everyone likes some sport in every state, and this wasn't maybe all that special. That is a very good and generous summary of what I said. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. But... Um, it, not everyone shares your opinion. No, the internet was very mad about that. <laughs> this was an unpopular so, statement. So we, we got we got a number of um, comments about this. I'll read Katie's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Katie says, I have to correct inform you, uh, slash inform you on just how insane UK basketball is. 
I'm from Indiana and basketball is huge here. So I was used to that. We lived mm-hmm. near Lexington for graduate school for four years and I've never seen fanaticism quite like it is for Kentucky basketball. Local news covered a regular season game more than World Series, uh, final, more than the World Series final game. Uh, another time, UK won a championship and there were riots. People burned couches in the streets. <laughs> and I'm sh- pretty sure school was canceled the next day. What? <laughs> okay. Um, I appreciate it. I think that is... Uh, uh, that is very uh, like that's a good case to be made that you also have seen other people be fanatical um and i uh i was prepared to double down when this started but i withdraw it that's a good point katie i yeah. take that i've never seen um, someone burn couches it does seem like a decently burning piece of furniture so good choice um, I, I feel like Alex this is a, a, a stance that you've taken before and things where it's like you know what everyone says like say like like their culture's mom feeds them the most and like, yes. like all moms just do that yes um, and I like the idea of like the Nick standard being like does this like outlier that you have do they burn a couch for the thing they believe and I think like that's a good standard <laughs> it's like my mom wants to feed me so much she will burn a couch if I don't eat if I don't need another helping well just think about that that is the single hardest piece of furniture to get out of your house it is it's yeah. very difficult you have to have a lot of like, adrenaline and like force to take that couch outside also just to be like you know what I don't need anymore a couch right because I'm true. always going to be standing up cheering on my team yeah <laughs> These are great points. I totally agree. I do think that in general, every place I've ever been has said, no, no, we really care about sports. Every place thinks they are the most fanatical about sports. This does sound like maybe a little bit crazier as far as college Some sports Some place goes. has to be right, though. Mm-hmm. Um, this is true. That is true. Be that the, is true. And I do, th- I do think the World Series example is bad because nobody likes baseball. And also, uh, Kentucky uh, was not in that World Series because they do not have a baseball team. Hmm. We we burned a we burned like a I feel like a bus uh, yeah. Um, yeah. like like for one of the World Series wins uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. So like oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. kind of bus? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Good question. What kind of it bus? It was the couch. It was already out in the wild. Like a city bus. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is I mean, a bus but a row are of really couches? really hard to pronounce. So I like under- <laughs> Alex. I understand why it's like hard for you to get this out because like a lot of people can't say them. But I stand corrected. Is I think what you were searching for. <laughs> I was like so ready to double down. I think that that was a pretty solid apology that I already gave. Um, but I, oh, you're, I, you're yes. being a little defensive about your apology, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I just would, I would like credit <laughs> it where wasn't credit much was due. An apology, but yeah, I if feel like I if that's what Alex is, an, as an apology for you, that that is what that is. I'm gonna say Alex's couch. Alex's uh, apologies are the least couch burning apologies, right? He's the least <laughs> intense about apologies. Uh, He's now. I, I'm I do want to like, double back. Yeah, uh, Alex. I think that the what is a uh, bus, but a, a, a row of cou- like a, a row of couches is that that was very good and deserved to. Like, oh, thank you. The, an extra, <laughs> extra, more extra. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, extra if, you, if you burn a bus, you're burning thirty-two couches at the same time on wheels. Um, <laughs> yeah, disruptors, I, yeah. San Francisco. I, I, I mean, I also there's a, a shocking number of places riot when their team does well or badly, and that's one thing I don't actually know is this: Are you supposed to do it when you're happy or sad? Um, I was in San Antonio a few years ago when they won a playoff game that was not the whole series, and I could not sleep because I was downtown, and people were just shooting guns into the air all night. And it is so scary in a city (laughs) to have that many guns going off. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. Uh, And that was not even the series win. So, uh, For sure guns? For for sure sure guns. guns. Could be blanks. Um, it was Texas. But it was Texas. So yeah, maybe I was just assuming. But it was, there were guns. And then also people just pulled their cars out into the street, stopped moving, and held on the horn continuously all night. Uh, that was their party. It was just guns and horns. And it was uh, pretty gnarly. So I do feel like every place is willing to hurt their own city when things go well. Uh, British soccer also comes to mind. Um, but anyway, yes, Kentucky, you were special. I stand corrected. Oh, there it is. Where my couch used to be. <laughs> there, yeah. All right. All right. Our couch is on fire right now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was, you never liked that couch. That's true. We need a new couch. <laughs> no, I, I love the couch. I love the couch. Yeah. The couch. Um, <laughs> very grateful. Uh, <laughs> Alex, you were also Burn wondering. Burn it now. 
Burn it now. <laughs> you were also wondering uh, last episode, uh, there was there was a time when everyone put their food in their refrigerator. Oh, yes. Refrigerators the refrigerators went broke. bad. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't remember when it was. No, and I, I, I believe I said, uh, Meredith, the keeper of the memories, will surely tell me. And indeed she did. Indeed she did. Yeah. Tell Alex it was season five, 12 Days of Christmas. Fridges Whoa, overfilled yeah. and popped open, yes. ruining Hosea. Oh, yeah. Another Hosea reference. Oh, yeah. Hosea. And uh, Radika's food. Yeah. And they all band together in the spirit of Christmas to redo it. Yes. I remember. Aww. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Meredith. Always, always a pleasure. I, I look forward to find to whatever thing I didn't remember today being solved next week. Wait, great, yeah. movie. Meredith. Where are Alex's keys? I appreciate this very much. It's very Meredith, convenient for sure. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, it feels like we've done a lot of mailbag. Yeah. yeah we should, should we wrap it up. We should probably wrap it on the mailbag. There's also uh, a continued fight over uh, somebody wants to keep correcting me that oysters are not vegetables, which again I think was a metaphor um but uh i appreciate it i do not stand corrected on that one alex i think you mispronounced that i think it's i was wrong i'm yeah, sorry i stand corrected no did, did no, we hear i stand I'm with corrected? alex on this it was very clearly um i was being amount. hyperbolic i was i did not actually yes. think they're vegetables although i do think tomatoes are vegetables that's a different conversation oh wow oh, my god we can't keep doing this <laughs> We only, are, we only are, have the one couch, you guys. I don't know what we're going to do next. Are oysters actually tomatoes, guys? <laughs> I, okay, I just if you put it on a salad, it is a vegetable. What about blackberries? Are well, blackberries yeah, what about bread? What about croutons? If you put it we part, don't have time for this, okay, nor right, do right. I have cheese. If See you, you next week, exclusively everybody. eat it at dinner. It's been dinner. so fun. Thank okay. you for listening. <laughs> well, we do appreciate everybody. Thank you for bringing Ranch it dressing. to the mailbag. <laughs> At Kitty Kitty Meow Meow, we have burned our second couch. You yeah, sorry. And Alex, <laughs> I, I, I see him mouthing the words. I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, well, as I'm mouthing those, I'm going to also mouth the words uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com. Also, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you want to send us any thoughts or corrections slash informations. Um, remember we used to do the less combative version of mailbag where people would send um I- interesting things that no one has to feel bad about instead of corrections yeah. remember that oh yeah i yeah. appreciate that yeah yeah you can we had st- more furniture back then. Yeah, you can still <laughs> <laughs> you can always correct me in that format if you want uh but uh we appreciate everybody who writes yeah in. this is good <laughs> <laughs> and thank you everybody for listening yeah i've got to go buy a new couch uh we'll be back next week uh and uh with the uh, uh the all reunited cast no more last chance kitchen Final six chefs. The garden returns next week. Yeah, in a big way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next We've week been is in that garden a lot lately. Garden payoff, and I cannot wait. Uh, so we will talk to you all about that next week. Um, please also uh, leave a rating and review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the show, or say something nice about it. Four stars are better. Four stars are better, please. Uh, otherwise, just 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 yell at Alex next week. Yeah, um, otherwise, just think uh, to yourself that you are going to stand corrected later. Um, keep, keep it yourself or keep it to Reddit. Yeah, yeah, p- yeah, please. Negative comments only on Reddit. Keep your iTunes reviews positive. And uh, um, Chris, I'm sorry you did a beautiful job today, but it just lacked soul. Every, it was, what? My dish was No, nope, you were a technically perfect, perfect. You were a perfect podcaster. I enjoyed every moment of it, and it's also not good enough. Please pack your mics and go. <laughs> just- yeah but don't worry there's probably more last chance kitchen (laughs) (laughs) there's always more all right well it's been great talking to you ez and sarah and baby maya in uh the bay area bye maya's like just walking around eating apples and like just just sticking out her tongue she's happy um and chris and tanya in brooklyn bye-bye bye guys and i'm alex this is megan uh thanks for talking to me megan Thank you. Let's go uh, back to our apartment. Um, (laughs) We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.